Season two. Cheers. Cheers to that. Season two, we're back. The season everyone asked for. Yep. <laughs> the internet went crazy and said, we need more of these girls. And we said, we can deliver that to you. We're back. We're back. Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Sarah. And we're both successful serial entrepreneurs who believe the world is way better with more. More women-owned businesses, more wealth, more magic, and more champagne. But before we can add more, we need to return old business ideas that are taking up too much space in our lives. Enter The Refund, our content series for folks who are looking to return old storylines, concepts, and habits that no longer serve their life and business. Each episode, we're going to cover one topic, share three key takeaways, and we're going to receive a refund on what is no longer fitting the bill. Hashtag no receipts required. Listen and watch The Refund on YouTube and wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Season two, what's happened since? A lot has happened since filming season one. So we filmed season one in New York mm-hmm, and summer. at my place mm-hmm. in what? June and July? June. Mm-hmm. June I, and July. I was actually looking back. I think we, from idea to delivery, it was five months. We filmed eight episodes. Cheers to Kaylee. Cheers to Kaylee. <laughs> we filmed. Cut to Kaylee. Yes. <laughs> eight episodes plus a live episode in Minneapolis. We did a live show. And that was in October. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the new year. And now we're in the new year. It is the new year. I am still pregnant. I'm not. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. Let's do a little recap of what we've been up to mm-hmm. since the last season. How did your year end go? How did the wrap up of the business year go? Because we really got an interesting touch point about halfway through the year. So mm-hmm. some of the things we were talking about in the episodes mm-hmm. were like a good mid-year check. Mm-hmm. And some of the things we out. were speaking of. Speaking mm-hmm. of, you know, we're related to the mid-year review. How did the end of the year go? I think, and I maybe for the both of us, I think we both exceeded our goals. I know I hit all my goals. I think top three highlights: one, launching this podcast was was a big one, I agree. and this saying was a lot the, of fun to do. the success of it. And we had so many people reach out and feeling connected and feeling like we've invited them into your home, our home. It's our like home. our home. This now. can be our home to have an honest conversation about our business. So the refund was a big one. Uh, I think for my consulting business, the rebrand was huge. Mm. That was a big one for me. I got some good coverage to it. Um, And the third one, it's cheesy, but I had some really amazing clients last year. I wrapped up nine clients, 15 plus projects. And for doing it full time for a year, I exceeded revenue goals, which we're going to talk about in this episode, which is only one metric. But those are my top three. I would say the rebrand, the refund, and supporting my clients. I feel like I've had a really good... Good 2022. Congratulations. Yeah. That's super exciting. Yeah. That's what good. about you? That's good. Um, I too exceeded my revenue goals, which uh, was it really exciting. I had gold myself to do over a quarter million in revenue, which is so much sexier when you say a quarter of a million. Amen. Because then people are like, well, how much is that? And they just hear million. And then they're like, yeah, oh, we yeah. just hear and, million. <laughs> and because we're both really passionate about being in that 2% club and hitting that oh, million dollar yeah. mark, I think anytime I can say million, I'm just speaking it into existence. And so Correct. I had last year hoped to hit the quarter of a million mark and I was just a little shy. Okay. And this year revenue was over 300,000. So I bop, exceeded bop, that. That was a very exciting milestone. Yeah. And I'm only five years full time in business. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the business for 10 years, but five years full time. And that feels like a pretty, I like invented this, right? Like yeah. that's what I keep telling myself. I just made up this business. I didn't sign up for something that was like packaged and delivered mm-hmm. to me. I figured it out as I went. And to mm-hmm. say that I started from nothing, I learned what I wanted, I hired people on to help me get there and just whipped out a 
couple six figures in revenue feels pretty <laughs> badass. But I also feel like though you're saying you just whipped it out. It's like you worked really I hard too, right? Yeah, like, and it's funny. I always just feel like women, I think we need to set higher goals because we'll always exceed it. That's like, the crazy thing. I was like, shit, what if I would have gone a half a oh, million this year? Absolutely. Like, what happens if I would have just aimed a little bit higher? Like, I think about that, too, when I hit my goals. I was like, oh, I probably could have just punched a little bit higher than I thought. But, like, now you know. And now the I goal know. is to be better every year. Yep. So, and that's, I feel like, what you've done in the past five it is. plus years. I've years. exceeded expectations, I would say, like, my personal expectations every year especially on the numbers front. Yeah. So that was a that was a big one for me this year. I was excited about that. And you're having another baby. I'm so having another baby. I mean, we have to just pair those two together. <laughs> I think that's the cra- I think that's crazy. I I don't know if I'd call that like a this year win or maybe we call that a next year oh, win true, when the baby's true, true, out true. of the body cuz this is pretty <laughs> although I'm in pain and uncomfortable and like right. huge. It only gets harder from here once they're Can. out of your body right. and like autonomy is really out the window. Um but I think it's been really excited to just mm-hmm. model that you can grow a business and grow a family at the same time. Yeah. I'm very proud of that. If that's something that you want to do, it's something that is feasible. And I think just literally doing it hopefully encourages other women yes. that they can do that too. And in the live episode last year, so last year's season finale, you talk about that in depth, which yeah. is a really, really good episode about and, sacrifice. And prep, prepping for mat leave mm-hmm. and kind of how you can support your business in a really strong way. I dig it. So wait, revenue, growing the fam. I agree with you. Refund launch, the launch of the refund. Was it would have been funny exciting. if that wasn't a top for you. So I actually really hate this podcast. She's actually being held hostage right now. I don't like this at all. No, I love this. I think this has been really fun because like you touched on, so many people have commented, DM'd, mm-hmm shot us emails, text yes. messages, that the content has been value added and very helpful for your individual businesses. Mm-hmm. And that just feels like what we wanted to do. For you sure. said at the live event, let us fuck up for you. Correct. I feel like we're doing that. Yeah, all the time. That's what we're right? here for. And I'm an expert in that actually. I, right, we are. <laughs> and so that's been really exciting to be able to connect and share. I too have had some amazing client wins this mm-hmm. year. It's just, it's been a really great, exciting year. Yeah, cheers to that. Cheers. Okay. So what are we talking about in this episode? So we are going to return the idea. Actually, this is a really good segue tying into our goals is that money is not the only metric to your success as a business owner. And I think I think money, there's a lot of layers to financial success. And I think, one, everybody has their own money story. For sure. So how we all view money is one way. But I think the second thing is, is there's this idea, especially in our society, that if you hit a certain dollar amount, you go after a certain dollar amount, you've made it. You're successful. It's that's, done. That's the only thing you have to worry about. And it's not to say money. It, money is important because you need it to pay yourself, pay your team, operate. But if you focus all of your energy on that one metric, it's not going to give you what you think it is. I think we could even expand, too, on this concept and touch on, like, n- numbers-based metrics yeah. aren't the only metric that matters. Correct. Because you're missing out on a entirely complex and important conversation mm-hmm. of totally how did it feel mm-hmm. were you happy right was there stress in your life like there are so many other 
and I don't even know if you call them metrics because some of those get squishy. And of course, right? Of course, I want to talk about the squishy stuff. Well, and like metrics always mean money. Yes. People, or not money, yes. numbers. numbers. They always mean numbers. a number. Exactly. And so, of course, I'm the one that's like, well, can we talk about feelings when we talk about success in business? How do, thumbs up or thumbs down. Right. And so <laughs> met- metrics are obviously really important because right. it helps us assess business health. It helps us make choices of mm-hmm. is it time to hire you know we didn't touch on profitability revenue and profitability are two very different numbers that are super important to to look right. into i had a for most of the year was less profitable than mm-hmm. previous years however i didn't panic because i was investing in a lot of other business growth opportunities right. which i hadn't done before so in that instance just a straight up metric of like ooh as of August, Sarah's business is looking less profitable. If you only look at that number, that's not the whole story. You need this like anecdotal component that maybe isn't as measurable to say, well, these are the things that I'm choosing to spend money on and invest money in. Because it's tied to a goal. Because it's tied to a a different goal, goal, a a different different metric or whatever it is. Yep. So I think what can happen is when you sit in this space of only assessing success Mm -hmm. tied to a number or a metric, which is for most of us founders is arbitrary. I just decided I wanted to (laughs) To do, right. right, I just decided I wanted to pay myself six figures at least this year. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be at a quarter of a million by year four. Like I just made that stuff up. Right, and then you worked backwards to figure out like how realistic is that? Like what things do you need to invest in in order to get to that yes. milestone? I always tell my clients whenever we do a financial kind of strategy and planning for them is, you know, what you just said. Your finances are one arm of the business and they're nor good nor bad. They're just giving you information. Mm-hmm. And I feel like- That is so hard to remember. Yeah, you're just getting information. And it's I It's so think, hard to remember that. But tying to your money story, if you are, if you only think money is good if it's higher in profitability or bad because maybe one month you spend more, you didn't make as much, then you never want to look at it or it becomes the only thing you look at. And right. I think it's because we forget that it's really just a data point, just like any other thing in your business from like your social following to your email. It's just giving you information to inform what decisions you should actually make within your business. I think that's a great reminder. That's mm-hmm. another little mini refund from this episode. <laughs> like we can refund yes. the concept that those numbers are everything and that you need to have yes. such a... I feel like it freaks a lot of people out. Totally, because you live in a capitalistic society where if you're not making money, you don't have a real business. And again, it's just one arm of the business. It's one chapter in the story. It's not the entire story of your business. I think the other thing, too, I want to touch on is you and I are both service-based business providers. Mm -hmm. So our startup costs, you've also, we both also run... uh, Product-based businesses. Yep, those are the the financial models. It's a completely different different financial model. Totally. And so, just as a reminder, if you're listening and you're like, "Oh my God, they made this after this money," I have no overhead. My costs are my team. My team is very expensive. They're worth every penny. I love my team, but it's not like I needed a brick and mortar space to operate my business. I didn't need inventory. I don't need to house inventory. So 
I think that's the other thing too, is it's really easy to forget and compare. We talked about keeping up with the Joneses at the live event. <laughs> yes, those you damn see Joneses. Sharing their, you know, numbers on Instagram is like the year end, my year and recap, this is what I made every month. My question right. is always like, well, how much did you spend? Totally. Because that's that profitability piece, mm -hmm. right? How much are you paying yourself? Are you happy? There's just so many other things that need to go in the, into that conversation that is so easy to forget. Absolutely. And I think too, that's a good call out between a service business, a product business. There is enough research for you to go and look up and say, like, on average, like, what you sh what should you be spending as a product-based business, service-based business? Like, there's so much data out there to give you a benchmark that isn't somebody on Instagram. Like, I like to research and figure out, like, what is an average of how I should be spending? So then it gives me the data and information to determine the health of my business. Mm, it's not good mm -hmm. or bad. It's just data, but you have to be comfortable with it because if you tie emotion to it, you either spend too much time there or not any time there. It's so interesting that self-awareness, we did an episode on self-awareness. <laughs> know as, thyself. Know thyself. As we're talking <laughs> about this conversation, mm -hmm. I would. it would be silly for us to disregard the reality mm -hmm. that self-awareness is key. Because totally. if you've got money shit, you've got to work that out before you can feel really good about the goals that you're setting Absolutely. and the goals you're either making or missing. Mm -hmm. Missing these arbitrary metrics is something that happens all the time. <laughs> I didn't hit that quarter of a million last and year like I beat, wanted to. And then to. you beat yourself up and then you're like, but wait, I actually exceeded a goal that like I didn't do a year ago by like a crazy percentage. So, well, even right. like I, I paved the foundational path to help me get to what ended up exceeding that this year mm -hmm. was the hard work that I put in last year. And even though I didn't hit that milestone last mm -hmm. year, like, okay, I got it this year. Mm -hmm. And I was set up for success on that front. Absolutely. It helped me clear other things out. It helped me create clarity. It helped mm -hmm. me figure out, okay, this one data point, what needs to shift? Totally. Price is increasing. Maybe, maybe not. Different team in different place. Maybe, maybe not. Like, like you said, it's one point that can help you choose Yes, it's information. What am I on? Like, what do I need to go towards? What do I need to turn off? What do I need to crank up? Like, whatever that looks like. Absolutely. I always tell my clients, it's like, revenue is vain, cash is king. Like, the revenue mm. you make is great, but how much did you bring in? Like, think about how much you're bringing in, because that cash tells you, what can I invest it in? Am I paying myself? Am I bringing on new systems? Am I hiring people? Like, that's a measure of success. Like, you created jobs this year. You hired folks, you delivered more for your clients because you had more butts and seats. So it's, you know, revenue is one thing, but it doesn't matter how high your revenue is, is if you're blowing all your money and you're, you're not bringing any, because then you're not investing it anywhere else. So it's right. telling you a couple things or it's telling you raise your prices. Right. This has, and to me, it's like you're raising your prices because maybe you don't want to work as much. You want to have autonomy. You want to have flexibility. You want to add a new service, which means you're going to have to raise your prices. Like there's different decisions financials can tell you, but the financials are gonna inform other metrics for success, like for sure. autonomy, like hiring people, um, like other things that maybe feel squishy that don't have a direct number tied to them. Right, so we've talked about revenue, we've talked about profitability. Mm -hmm. Obviously those are things that both you and I look at when it comes to business health. Yep. Because I like the squishy. <laughs> what are some non-numbers-based yeah. metrics? We can air quote metrics. Yeah. Or or maybe, um, I don't know, goals or, or like... What, all these words. Right. What, what do, do they you, all mean? What do you call those squishy ones? <laughs> right. Like, what does that look like in your business? Maybe where like, you get to assess business health mm -hmm. 
that are not maybe metri numbers metrics driven. Yeah. What are like drivers for success? I love that. Maybe that's, it's like drivers. They're right. all words that kind of mean the same thing, but I think you get to decide yeah. what they are and then just having uh, key metrics to it or drivers to it. So I think one would be, so last year, because I went through a whole rebrand, I wanted to have more brand awareness and we think about marketing and that's the most squishy part of the funnel is yes. people, get, how do you know if someone knows your brand? Right. And for me it was, okay, I want to have one press hit per quarter. So like there's a number behind Ooh. it, but it felt realistic. I've never, never gold to that. That's yeah. interesting. So for me, I wanted to see, will brand awareness be through press hits? And that would be like a podcast interview, getting coverage in a magazine or like would that drive business for me? And then I could tie it to a number. And actually for the rebrand, I had a press release in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Biz Journal, and that did drive a lead. Exciting. So to me, like what a squishy thing, which is like, press coverage, you don't know if someone's going to, no one can click on a newspaper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. No one's opening the magazine and then you're seeing like this. Yeah, but right. that was, I had asked and it was from a press hit. So to me, that's squishy. And you can always, you can always tie squishy things to a number if that makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. So that was one. And then for me, it was just autonomy. For one of the months, I wanted to take three weeks off. And like, can I take three weeks off every couple months? Like that was a goal I made for myself. And I did it. I was able to go and travel. And Amazing. so the autonomy is a is a big driver, too, for success. What about I, you? Autonomy is mine, too. Mm -hmm. It manifests a little differently. I love this past year. I was able to pick my son up early from daycare oh, multiple days a yeah. week and just spend some time with him or hang out as a family. We started a couple Mondays at the end of the summer, like feeling that angst of a Minnesota summer, like slipping away. <laughs> it getting darker at 4 yes. p.m. <laughs> we did Monday fun days. Aww. And so we'd pick Abel up early and we'd go like to a splash pad or like something that you maybe wouldn't do during the week. Just the ability to do that if right. I wanted to. We didn't do it every Monday. Mm -hmm. We didn't do it every week. But the ability to do those little things or like, even sleep in. If I had a big day the night before or a yep. long day the, the day before, yep. me being able to like confidently start my day at 10 a.m., like that autonomy and that flexibility is just paramount for me to mm -hmm. feel balanced. Totally. I'm a Libra. I crave that equanimity. Mm -hmm. Yep, that so harmony. So that, mm -hmm. my ability to live that lifestyle, mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest gut check for me is that I maybe couldn't set that out at the beginning of the year of mm -hmm. like, I want to take every Monday afternoon off so that I could, like, that's why I say it's squishy because I wouldn't have been able to define that. The fact that I can define mid-year or shift or change or like, yes, I have this flexible. fluidity, mm -hmm. that to me is like the biggest measure of success. And I'm still paying myself and I'm paying my team yep. and I'm supporting my family. Like it's kind of all of that together, business lifestyle coming together in a way they that, inform each other. It's like yes. not one or the other. It's like you're setting a financial goal because you want to be able to like exactly. have more flexibility. Like I think they blend into each other and you don't have to separate them. Like it's okay for them. Like it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And I think what's in our benefit is since the pandemic, a lot of companies, so even if you're not an entrepreneur, a lot of companies have created this like autonomous, flexible, remote, remote working lifestyle because that's what people want. People yeah. want to work when they want. They want good health benefits. 
they just don't care about if there's a beanbag or a beer fridge. Right. Like, it's, people want to spend time with their families and they want it's not sexy wanna, anymore. Right. So I think that's what's in our favor is this concept isn't just for, you know, entrepreneurs. Like you have probably a little bit more Thankfully. flexibility. Right. You have more flexibility. But like now there are 100% remote work jobs where like you work where you're the most productive and you make money so they can maintain a lifestyle. Like we're not living to work anymore. It's just I not love, the truth anymore. I love that that's what the shift is happening. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about outdated statistics in a previous episode, maybe of like 70, 80% of the workforce was unhappy. This is, this is a metric that I heard. Like, no, but there's probably ago. something to be said of like, people. Yeah. Imagine if just everyone was a little bit happier navigating through the world. Like, <laughs> right. right. Like that would, if you were just happy in your job, yeah. you were happy in your career, you're spending most of your time there. Right. You spend most of your life working. Like why not enjoy it? Why not be it? obsessed with what you're doing? And enjoy it. Or at least feel like parts of it match your lifestyle. Yes. So it's not yes. like, again, if it's not the entrepreneurial lifestyle, lifestyle at least like find a company that allows you to have the parts of the lifestyle that are in alignment with you flexibility you don't have to go into an office unless you really want to like that concept is so outdated to me like I tell my husband I'm never going back to an office right. unless it's my own right which, which I just beautiful. read thank yeah, you your, which your I read because it's I like that freedom because then I'm not limiting myself to the clients that I work with yep and then I'm, and then again, think about financially the opportunities you open up when you say, hey, I can work with anybody. Yeah. You don't just have to be based in the Minneapolis Midwest area. 100%. Any other metrics, drivers of success for your business? I think like my just sanity and happiness are like the big ones. If I'm feeling a little crazy. Happiness, yep. If I'm unhappy, those are all <laughs> gut checks of like, what's off? If I'm having intense therapy session after intense therapy session, those are like red flags of like something isn't working how mm -hmm. it should be working. Yep. And those are kind of, um, again, those are like squishy metrics. And I think too, the other thing about numbers metrics that are really scary for me, we've already talked about like the trauma, the math homework at the <laughs> dining room table with the red <laughs> pen. Thanks, dad. Like another numbers thing that really scares me mm -hmm. is we December for us historically is bonkers. It's like yours too. Yes, and Insane. I think and I think it's for, like for me, I'm thinking of like what can I spend dollars on that are good mm -hmm. investments for my business to help with my tax debts, taxes, taxes. <laughs> what bag can I yeah. write off this year? <laughs> I did pick a new one. Um, <laughs> To bring the client meetings Wait, and to you'll post. See. Yeah, I was just going to say. You'll see it soon because she's going to need to sit here front and center. I was just going to say, mine was a necklace that has like a vintage Prada piece on oh. it. I'm going to wear it in a future episode. Okay, that was good. my gift to That's myself. That's a good one. That's a good one. So I think other, because we serve other service-based business right. providers, everyone, there's like two trends that I've really seen happen in starting in q4 but q4 is still like so abstract so many business totally. owners it's like the end of the year deadline they're really butting up against it's i said i was going to do it this year yes. and i didn't or oh shit i made enough money i need to spend i need to invest some right. money and so december just exploded for us in a way that yeah what i kind that? of wasn't expecting because i was in like baby mode i think i was like it's fine if it's quiet but my point is December is what pushed us over our revenue mm -hmm. goal. Yes. Um, and come even August, September, I was like, oh, we're not going to hit it. We're not going to hit 300000 in mm -hmm. revenue this year. What does that mean? And profitability looks down because I was investing so much this mm -hmm. year. So 
everything changed in the last, you know, 30 days. Isn't that where amazing? We exceeded. And so that's why these numbers, mm-hmm. like, if I had held myself, I could have been freaking out having a, a, a stressful, I, you can't put all of your weight into that. Yeah, and then... It, because it, it can happen at the, unless, at the 11th hour. Truly, and I think that's why, like, your goals are just to, like, give you something to run towards. That's why it should be higher. Because then you're... And statistically, women that. always exceed our goals. Like, there's some studies that women will always exceed their sales goals, too. And that's why you should invest in women-owned businesses in general, because they'll always exceed them. But, yeah, you don't know... Like, that's the magic of sales. Like, you never know when someone's going to show up and right. then they're going to push you just right over the finish line. Right. Q4 was insane, too, for yeah. me, where I was, Bonkers. like, at capacity. But I was, like, wow, this, this I did amazing. not. Like, I was, like, I didn't think this was going to, this was not on my bingo card for December <laughs> 2022, right? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, okay, what about, um, we did a poll on Instagram yeah. asking for your input on mm-hmm. other things you want us to talk about. And somebody wrote in, as if this was a is a talk show. It is Rodin. a taco ta- taco show. A taco talk, show. Talk, talk. We should do tacos. <laughs> they dropped a little note in our in the comment box saying, "Can you talk about goal grief?" I love that. Love that terminology. Goal grief. Yep. What happens when you don't meet these mm-hmm. goals? Like, what do you do? How, how do you how do you navigate that? Mm-hmm. I would say when you set goals, I think the key is a couple of things. One, revisit them frequently, monthly, quarterly. Make sure that as time For like happens. like gut checks. Yeah, gut checks. Yep. Again, just as you said, like you were freaking out one month and then two months later you exceeded your goal. So to me, it's like, one, documenting them somewhere. Two, having them not just be all revenue-based. So like you have a revenue goal, you have like a marketing goal, you have an operations goal. Like think about the different buckets you can set goals in. But then also, like, keep yourself accountable, too. And it's, like, it's okay for things to change. Mm. But don't, like, hold yourself to a standard if you know you're not going to hit it. All you're doing is hurting yourself. I think that what you just said was be okay with that change and that shift. And because it's just one data point, Mm -hmm. learn from it. Okay, so here's what I could do differently next time. Or maybe it was unrealistic. Or maybe a global pandemic shut down your business. Or the recession, like market changes out of your control. So many things are out of your control on that front that I like the reminder that it's just one piece of the story. It's It's not the whole story. And like... Keep it short and sweet and ambitious, your goals. If you add one, remove one. Don't make a laundry list of goals. I love that. I, like, have four that are, like, really specific, really ambitious. And then they're obviously tied to goals, like, smaller goals within the quarter. But, like, don't add a million goals. Again, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like, just, like, nail a couple really, really good goals. And don't make, like, low ones that are easy to achieve. Right, right, right. I know people that do that. That's being cheap. That's... Challenge you want, yourself. I was just gonna say, if you want, if you want to feel better, then just be around people that just like tell you what you want to hear. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Document documentation's good. Just aim high. Be clear on what they are. Again, they don't have to be a specific number, but just like yeah, maybe me- have some metrics goals and some non-metrics based goals. Yes, and then have somebody who is either going to keep you accountable. So like, actually, a big win this past year was like I hired a virtual assistant. Like mm. I made my first hire. Congratulations. And, and what she does is she updates she updates um, kind of my goal sheet every month and all the different ways I measure these drivers of success, whether it's like numbers driven or it's more anecdotal. Like she's keeping me accountable by like 
doing the work I don't have time to do. Right. So like delegate that part too, or if like, if you don't want to look and pull your numbers every month, have some, have your accountant do it. Your yeah. bookkeeper can pull your I have your somebody report. that helps me with a, a sales tracker document. Yes. And you say, hey, what are the top three things I should look at this month? Yep. And a good accountant would be like, here are the three things that are notable this month. Done. The other thing I would add for gold grief is sit in the grief. Mm-hmm. Be sad about it. And then move on. Yep. I think we are so fast. Like I've, I had a recent breakthrough. This wasn't business related, but I was feeling a lot of anger and I was realizing that anger was actually grief. I was mm-hmm. actually feeling a lot of sadness. Well, angry, anger is easier for me to feel than sadness. Yeah. We all have our emotions we go to. That's an Enneagram thing. Mine's anger. anger. Ooh. <laughs> my, Ooh. my first emotion is anger. My it's first fun. emotion is anger. It's like the only one I know how to exercise really yep. well. But I, I realized I was sad, actually. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, sat in it. And I'm talking, like, tears running down my face. I'm mm-hmm. just really feeling this intensely. And then you know what happened? I felt better. Yeah, you released. I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And I oftentimes personally go into action. Mm-hmm. So if something doesn't feel good, first I feel anger <laughs> instead of the real emotion, whatever it is. Yep. And instead of feeling that emotion... I decide, what am I going to do next? You're a fixer. Women are fixers. I want to fix it. I want to step into action. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to educate women on this. And I'm going to make sure that I do this. And I'm going to go talk to this person. And I'm going to run for Senate. And I'm going to burn. I'm going to start a fire in the bathroom. That's That's going to be the first thing. That's what I do. I'm blowing some shit up. (laughs) Arson. Right. It's going to be violent. No. So I think Mm -hmm. recently I've really learned the power and just like, okay. Sit with it. Sit with it. The goal wasn't met. That's disappointing. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the sentence. Yep. Hang out there for a little bit. Feel it. And then once it's been, you know, marinating and you've been able to release it and you've mm-hmm. truly felt it, I think that's when you can look at action. I think that's when you can take a step in either direction. And the flip side of that, which we've talked about women are terrible at, mm-hmm. when you reach a goal, how frequently do you pause mm-hmm. and celebrate that goal? Yeah. Even even this year when I exceeded my revenue goals, I was like, why is this not enough? Right. Why, why is this not I was like, next enough? goal, next year I'm going to do this. I didn't even yeah. say to myself, holy shit, I exceeded. Well, year over year, you don't even look at the previous year. Like you're just already moving on to the next year because you've probably had an exponential year over year growth. You know what I, I did? did? What I did? I calculated immediately what the year over year growth was. And I was like, that was a 37% growth. That wasn't enough. That's yeah, what I did. Why, That's so messed up. I, I even said this to my therapist. I go, why is this not enough? And she goes, and she, I told you this. She's like, you're addicted to adrenaline. She's like, more is more is more. She's like, it's a practice to like pause, <sighs> celebrate, buy yeah. yourself a bag, whatever it is, get a facial or like t- inform yourself what you did that made this year successful yeah. so then you can do it again twofold in the following year. But yeah. it's super hard because it's so we're, hard we're to taught celebrate. not to celebrate we're and taught. give ourselves credit. Like there's a there's probably a lot of layers to why we don't do it. It's that's so much bigger than what we can cover today. Totally. But I do think it's really important to feel the feelings. Again, mm-hmm. I'm bringing it back to that squishy <laughs> that empath in me. Feel the grief when you miss a goal yeah. and celebrate the win when you have the win. Yes. Both are so important. And that's, we've talked too a lot about leading from a masculine energy and leading from feminine energy. Yes, we haven't talked a lot about it on good. the podcast, but those are examples of just skating by the goal and driving for the next is really leading in a ton of masculine energy, yep. which our capitalistic society rewards totally. totally, which is probably why it's really hard to yes. sit in grief and sadness when you miss a goal and right. own it. 
Because you know a lot of men aren't owning it. They're just explaining no, it away. No, women are taught to be perfectionists and only be good and apologize for every mistake you make. So it's And a, we're not celebrating it either on the flip no. side. It's, a re, it's truly just like a retraining of your brain. It's so much work. And it, it, honestly, it is. It's work. And it's as long work. as you can just want to acknowledge it, that's already a huge step forward. Even yes. calling it gold grief, I love that. I so love I can putting feel, a name to it. Gold I can feel bad grief. and then I can move and then love I can that. move on from it. And again, like every single thing in your business is all information in my mind. Yep. Like I tend to be a more pragmatic approach where it's like your numbers are information. Every part of your business is all information that you can use. Yes. You can use even if and it's not good or bad. Don't tie them like Try to remove the emotion from it at first. And then if you want to feel bad, feel bad. If you want to celebrate, celebrate. But just yes. know it's all information. I like that. And that's and you get to decide what to do with it. But that's years of therapy. Years of therapy. More than three years of therapy. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say double that. 30 years of therapy. Three <laughs> key takeaways for today. Um, money is not the only metric. It is a, it's information. It's nor good, nor bad. One point. It's a way for you to, to, to make a decision in your business. I would add... Numbers aren't the only metrics that are worth measuring. Mm -hmm. And some of those get hard to measure. Right. And that's okay. And that's okay. But have some sort of gut check to help you understand what truly feels successful to you. Mm -hmm. Not all of those are going to be numbers based. Yep. Third? Third would be the goal grief. Oh, I was going to say that where it's like when it's hard and you didn't hit a goal, that's okay. You're allowed to feel it. Great. And then move on from it. And then you can deduce why you didn't hit it. Again, it's just information, and then celebrate it when it's good. Don't feel bad about it. Love that. You deserve a Louis Vuitton bag. It doesn't have to be Louis. It could be whatever you want. I've winked at this camera like every time you said bag. <laughs> Easter egging the bag. Yeah, I was just going to say ka-ching just goes off in the background. We can add that in post. Was there a fourth? I'm going to add a fourth. Do it. Set higher goals. Correct. Because I always forget that mm-hmm. you remind me that women exceed. You've talked about this when investing in women-owned businesses like from a venture capital standpoint or like angel investor standpoint it'd be very advantageous for those people with money to invest in women because they always over exceed so yes i will declare right now a half a million revenue 2023 oh okay what am i going to declare i i'm going to vomit a little bit okay (laughs) you have a team so you how many you have a team there's five of us total that very regularly nobody is in-house all contractors but there's five of us i think that's totally doable by the way you actually have enough like five to seven people is what you need at a minimum to get to a million so you're already on track my goal is to do... Shit, should I say a million? Sorry. I can't do it. I, I just, can't do it. I, that's go where half. my mind goes. I'm going to go half a million, 2023. Okay, I I exceeded my goal of 150000 as a solopreneur. Amazing. So, that was, so I think I'm going to go for 200000 this year as a solopreneur with a VA underneath me. We'll see. Okay. We'll see if we can do it. Those I think we our, can. I think we can too. So season 12 will be the recap of our 2023. <laughs> I was just going to say, season three will be filming from a yacht. Yeah. I'm thinking we film a lot of seasons this year, but okay. <laughs> like and subscribe. You yes. can listen to us on all of the platforms where you listen to podcasts. Watch you can us. Watch us on Spotify and on YouTube. Leave a comment. Interact with us on social media. All of the notes are mm-hmm. in the show notes on our podcast pages. Yes. And if you want to watch us live, February 15th. That's right, February 15th. We're doing 15th. a live show. It's going to be Valentine's Day themed. We're going to be breaking up with some things. We're going to be breaking up with some concepts that no longer serve us. If you're local to the Twin Cities area at the Mall of America, yes. February 15th. We'll see you there. Bye.